happy Wednesday, everyone. Um, I just have to say, before I get into uh, my four stories of the day, uh, I've been browsing Instagram, as I usually do, uh, you know, before I go to bed. And I have to say, I came across this account called, let's see, I want to give them a shout out because they're literally giving me life right now. Oh, that always happens. I always lose it. Um, hold on. Let me go to this Queen's account. I'm going to tell you in a minute. I have to build suspense, obviously. I have to get my your viewers. Okay. I want to give a huge shout out to the Instagram account, The Hollywood Pipeline, which is sort of like a Just Jared. Um, you know, lots of pictures of stars. Uh, you know, Kim, Chloe, SJP, Chris North, Teresa, Megan, Paris, Angelina. It's an equal opportunist site. Um, And today they posted eight hours ago. Well, it's going to be Wednesday. um, A slew of photos from Newport, Rhode Island, where SJP, Bette Midler, and Kathy Najimy are reprising their roles as the iconic Sanderson sisters for Hocus Pocus 2 for Disney+. And let me tell you something. I don't want to spoil it for myself, so I'm trying really hard not to look. But from the looks of these photos, it looks like they're doing a dance number. But SJP also posted on her Instagram grid um, three pairs of shoes tagging Bet and Kath, tagging Bet and Kathy Najimi that they're rehearsing a dance number. So assuming they're going to have like another iconic, I put a spell on you type thing, number. But they all look the exact same because the paparazzi shots are of them in full hair and makeup and costume. SJP is, of course, Sarah, blonde. Kathy Najimi has the same wig and... Bette Midler is wearing that iconic red wig, you know, just the, like, 16th, 17th century outfits that they wore in the original. And the fact that it's been, what, 20 plus years since the original, that might not be the exact number, and they look the exact same, and I don't think any of these women have had work done, they, they are gr- aging gracefully au naturel, is really getting me stoked for the, uh, you know, 2022 fall, whenever it comes out, which I assume is going to be um, next Halloween. Here's hoping. Really, really exciting. So I just want to give a shout out to the Hollywood Pipeline Instagram account. But aside from that, good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. It is I, Andrew DeVitri, the Mistress of Pop Culture, here to bring you four fabulous stories, actually four really good stories today. There's actually more to talk about. I guess it was an added addendum talking about the Hocus Pocus thing, but it wasn't really an official story because it wasn't from an actual, um, what do you call it? Publication or whatnot. It was from Instagram, which I guess is a legit publication. <laughs> Don't, I'm not going to get into all that. Facebook, Instagram, but um, yeah, I have four good stories for you guys, but I, I, nothing much is new since we last chatted. I'm literally in bed right now with my dog. Literally so comfy and cozy, I don't want to get up. So um, <laughs> how about you? How are you doing? Oh, by the way, shout out to Heather McDonald. I'm literally, I've become in like the last two weeks obsessed with Juicy Scoop. Which I learned, uh, I mean, I've been a big fan of Heather McDonald from her days on Chelsea lately. She was always my favorite um, comedian at the table when Chelsea was talking. And I love her podcast. It's so good. It comes out Tuesdays and Thursdays. She's so funny. She, I, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm a late discovery of hers. Um, such a big fan of Juicy Scoop. So I just implore everybody to listen to it. Not that she needs like the viewership or anything. She's very popular, but love her. Um... Let me rack my brain. That's it. Yeah, that's all I have to talk about. So let's let's talk about our stories because there's four really good ones. And the first one's actually um, a great one. And that is, of course, on page six. Kanye West and Drake bury 
beef a dave chappelle show nothing like dave chappelle to bring people together ironically but i love that kanye and drake are together again because you know famously they they've had words um <laughs> that actually that expression reminds me of uh expression reminds me of an upset of friends when phoebe is talking to joey about when joey says something like what about you and me what do we get together and then phoebe's like oh we're gonna we're going to and then she goes into her whole thing you know how she sees the future and then <clears throat> um Joey, Phoebe goes through Chandler and everyone, and then she goes, what about Ross? She goes, well, I don't, you know, want to make a big deal out of it, but we have words and I kill him. <laughs> it was, it's really funny. If you know, you know. I'm sure everybody knows that iconic episode. Everything's iconic with Lisa Kudrow. Okay. Um, it's rapper's delight. Kanye West and Drake appear to end their long-simmering beef on Tuesday night when they showed up for laughs at Dave Chappelle at a Dave Chappelle comedy show in Toronto. The two hip-hop artists who have thrown... Lyrical shots at each other in the past could be seen mugging for the camera together on Drake's Champagne Poppy Instagram account. Kanye also posted a photo of himself, Drake, and music promoter Jay Prince on Instagram with a dove emoji to emphasize the peace made between them. Oh, I love reading that. Prince apparently organized the reunion and announced the concert next month. Quote, but a beautiful night I had last night in Canada, he wrote on Twitter. Let's make history December 9th, free Larry Hoover concert. Um... Hoover, a Chicago gangster, is serving life in prison for murder. Oh my. The tension between the two rappers hit a boiling point with the 2018 diss track Duppy Freestyle when guest artist Pusha T rapped about Drake's son, whose existence was not public at the time. Yeah, I remember reading about all that. It was very controversial. Here's the thing, though. I, I, I don't really know. I, I am a big fan of Drake, but obviously from Degrassi and the concert that I've talked about when I went to college my freshman year, which I've talked about millions of times. Not millions. 515, because I've had 515 episodes, which is, like, so impressive. And I'm a huge fan of Kanye. But to see these two guys get together warms my heart, because they're both so talented. They're both great artists. They're visionaries. They're super, super successful in their respective uh, fields, which I guess is the same field, music. Um, I love to see it, and I hope they come together. And I want them to collaborate, because artists that are that great should work together should collaborate and just create genius and create magic which is you know kanye so talented drake is so talented and i love to see it and i love to see kanye you know out and about happy um drake getting leaving his mega mansion to go enjoy a concert not a concert a dave chappelle show i mean look at that dave chappelle just you know went through whatever he just went through and the end of it he brought Kanye and Drake together. I mean, what a great outcome. I wonder what the follow-up has been with Netflix and uh, Dave Chappelle, like if he's had to sit down with um, anyone yet, which was being discussed. Um, yeah, I'm just very curious about all that. Um, okay, second story of the day um, is also very interesting. Actually, I meant my words not interesting. Freaking just the greatest trailer ever. And that is, of course, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer uh, was released yesterday evening, of course, via Sony and Marvel. There was a bit of a, there was a fan event with Tom Holland showing up and the trailer looks just iconic. Um, Although I and many of others speculated that somewhere in the trailer we would see the three, three Spideys all together, but we didn't. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, Worlds Collide, Villains Return, this is from Deadline. Sony Pictures and Marvel on Tuesday dropped the uh, official trailer for the Spider-Man No Way Home, the latest installment of the superhero franchise starring Tom Holland, and in this case, Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. The pick is gearing up for its December 17th, released exclusively in theaters. 
The plot revolves around Spider-Man's identity being revealed for the first time when Peter Parker enlists Doctor Strange help to restore his secret. The spell tears a hole in their world, releasing the most powerful villains who've ever fought a Spider-Man in any universe. Those bad guys include Electro, Doc Ock, Green Goblin from the Spider-Verse, all of whom showed up in yesterday's trailer. What didn't show up was what Marvelites think is in the works. The opening up of the world will invite alternate Spider-Man versions that many believe would be previous movie suit wearers, of course, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. The cast does include Zendaya. By the way, Deadline, you have a spelling error here. You spelled Zendaya's name wrong. Jacob Batalon, John Favreau, Marissa Tomei, with at least Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock. John Watts is uh, directing. Um... And it's, it's going to be iconic. It's going to be released December 17th. And I, I, I mean, I'm a huge Marvelite. I'm a Marvel nerd. I love the original Spider-Mans with Toby and then, of course, Andrew Garfield. By the way, there's a great parallel to um, Gwen, the Gwen Stacy's past death in Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield when Gwen falls and he doesn't catch her in time and Zendaya falls. It's, it's, it looks amazing. It's, it looks amazing, so... I just watched the trailer. It looks great. I can't wait to see it in theaters. It's going to be a fabulous. Okay, third story of the day. Oh, this was really exciting. Uh, pregnant Jennifer Lawrence shows off her baby bump while breaking down her new movie trailer. I actually watched about 75% of this video, but then I had other things I had to do. But it was so great to see Jennifer Lawrence back on camera. Love her, miss her, like spunk. We all, and you know, she's been notoriously quiet for the last year and a half. She got married, now she's pregnant. But now she's out promoting her movie, Don't Look Up, which looks great. Um, this is from E! News. Don't look up or else you'll miss Jennifer Lawrence's baby bump in a Vanity Fair video released on Tuesday, November 16th. The 31-year-old actress who is currently expecting her first child with husband Cook Maroney showed off her growing belly as she broke down each shot in in the new trailer for her movie, um, upcoming movie, Don't Look Up. For the occasion, Jennifer paired a black knit dress with a pearl necklace and gold change, a far cry from something her astronomer character Kate Dibioski would wear? Dibioski would Dibioski would wear. According to the Oscar winner, Kate is more of a quote fierce and notice me, hear me roar, ratatatat kind of lady, so it meant some rocking, unconventional look for the dark comedy, case in point, Kate's mullet like red hairstyle. As Jennifer explained in the video, quote, we tried different hair shapes, different wigs, and um, this one was as hideous as it may be to some people. I was just like, oh, there she is. Um this movie looks iconic. It's, of course, also starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, Timothy Chalamet, Jonah Hill, Cate Blanchett, Tyler Perry, Ariana Grande's in the trailer. And I'm really looking forward to watching it because, uh, I mean, of course, any opportunity to see Jennifer Lawrence on my screen, I am living for. But now Ariana Grande's in it, which is very, very exciting news, of course, since her casting as uh, Glinda, Wicked. But also Timothy Chalamet, I mean, Cate Blanchett, iconic, and Meryl Streep as a president who, from, you know, basic basically watching the trailer and understanding that she's kind of like a Trump-esque E president. Um, it's going to be very interesting, but I can't wait to watch. It's going to be on Netflix. Go Netflix for, uh, you know, getting all these stars together. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Okay, and this brings us to our fourth and final story of the day, also from E! News, how Jake Gyllenhaal really feels about the attention around Taylor Swift's All Too Well song. E! News, doing the Lord's work here. Is Jake Gyllenhaal seeing red? Seeing red. If everything always references Lisa Kudrow as Valerie Cherish. If you know, you know. If you don't know, then I'm not going to get into it, but I highly suggest you watched. Um, well, it's actually 
season two of the comeback on HBO, seeing red. That's the question many Taylor... Okay, I'm going to say it again. Is Jake Gyllenhaal seeing red? That's the question many Taylor Swift fans have been wondering since the 31-year-old singer dropped an extended version of All Too Well, her iconic breakup track rumored to be about the Donnie Darko star on her recently released album, Red. Taylor's version. After all, with new scathing lyrics like, quote, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age, and you said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine, and that made me want to die. Um... The song has certainly triggered a response from anyone, although Swifties are still in a really over-recorded tune, not to mention its accompanying, accompanying short film starring Dylan O'Brien and Sadie Sink. And dissecting each Easter egg, a source close to Jake tells E! News the 40-year-old actor is paying no mind at all. Quote, Jake has no interest in any of it, the insider shares. He doesn't read gossip or pay attention to that. I don't think that that's true, but okay. The source adds of Jake, quote, he's living his life and focused on himself. He's ignoring all of the noise. Well, he sounds like a selfish prick, which is why I don't know, uh, not Jennifer, which is why Taylor Swift obviously wrote the song, and it's done very well, and, like, we're canceling Jake Gyllenhaal. Are we, though? I don't know. Uh, that seemed to be the case on November 13th, just a day after Red Taylor's version was released, when Jake made an appearance at the Hamilton Behind the Camera Awards in L.A. to support his sister Maggie Gyllenhaal, who is being honored, who people actually think has the scarf. Um, obviously, Jake and Taylor were linked together for three months in 2010, but it prompted her to write this incredible album and song and i mean here we go john mayer watch out girl well we don't know i don't know i mean look she's an artist she has artistic freedom to write what she wants and um obviously there's a reason why her songs do so well and she she speaks for a lot of those who are brokenhearted and that's what an artist's job is a musician a very successful musician at that so um i i think um I'm, like, loving it. <laughs> loving that the world is, like, Jake Gyllenhaal out with the daggers. It's, like, Gaston and Beauty and the Beast singing that song where they're going after the Beast, and the Beast, in this case, is um, Jake and, like, every one of the Swifties is the townspeople. Taylor's Gaston. Girl power. Anyways, love to read about it. Um, so that's our episode. That is our Wednesday episode. Happy hump day, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Um... That's pretty much all I got to say. I'll be back uh, Thursday with whatever is going on. Oh, yeah, the Housewives, like, all-star thing, all-star show. First three episodes dropped. I haven't watched it yet. I'm probably going to watch it all, but um, lots of drama with Ramona, Ramona and Kenya, which, love to see it. And, yeah. All right. You can see my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, iTunes, Podcast up on the iPhone, or basically any device you use. I'm Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture. Um, and now I'm going to go about my day because girl has things she's got to do. All right, everybody, have a good one. Bye-bye.